You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So schools up in the Northeast, typically public schools, typically finish the school year at the end of June. However, I know our friends in the South typically finish at the end of May or the beginning of June, and they go in in August, whereas in the Northeast, typically we go in right after Labor Day. But despite any of those details, the fact is that summer is almost here. And I know regardless of where kids are in the nation, they are counting down the days. It reminds me at the last school where I worked, teachers were not allowed to count down because a parent said that it rushes kids to the summer where they shouldn't be rushed and they should still be focused on learning. But the fact is, is that everybody's counting down because summer break can't come soon enough. And of course, we know that school isn't just about staring at the clock and waiting for the end of the day. There's a lot of fun in there, too. It's about the special bonds that you build with your friends, the joy of a free period or recess, and the amazing teachers and educators that, of course, make learning fun and possible. And while the transitioning from the end of the school year to summer vacation can be a great break for kids and teachers, it can also be a great time for parents and families to look at how to spend the time with their children. And that could be looked at, oh my goodness, I need to find the time on what to do to spend time with my kids. But think about if it's a possibility with your schedule of how you really get to see your kid grow and really get to know them for the little human that they are or bigger human that they are so that you can get to know them outside of just how they do academically. So when kids are home from school and getting ready for the summer, you might be wondering, what is it that we're going to do? What if they get bored? What if they forgot everything that they learned during the year? What if they just give me such a hard time because they want to hang out with their friends all the time, but I'm still working? There's so many questions to really keep in mind and to consider. And so what I'd like to do is share with you some ideas just for closing out the school year and how to welcome a summer of sunshine, hobbies, and some you time, not only for kids, but also for parents as well. So one of the things that we typically overlook because it's just a conversation is reflecting on the past year. And it can be more than just a conversation, but so many golden nuggets can be gotten from this conversation. So at the end of the year, regardless of how old your child is, have your child just reflect on some of the accomplishments that they've made that year, the lessons that they've learned, and not the literal lessons, but just the life lessons that they they've learned from that school year and goals that they made or they accomplished that year as well. 
encourage them to share what subjects they like the most or what they gained from school and take time to truly listen to them because it's in these small moments that we really, again, get to know our kids as the little humans that they're becoming independent of their parents and caretakers. So reflection is a really big tool that we can engage in to just help them learn how to do it for themselves, but also to help us get to know them better as well. And encourage them to share in the non-school events too. So fun time with their friends, yearbook memories, sports achievements, fun school events or clubs, etc. These activities and events can show what's important in your kid's life. And it's a good way to gauge perhaps what they may be interested in future years in and outside of school. Also, you can make it an event, so to speak, to say goodbye. So as your child is preparing, let's say, for a new grade, or if it's a big transition grade, like going into a middle school or going into high school, it can be really a monumental thing. And you can show them support by helping them send their goodbyes, whether it is through email, in person, via DM, however it is that they communicate with their friends so that they can bring closure to that chapter and then celebrate as they start a new year in a couple of months. So it's super important to celebrate all of the lessons learned and achievements that you've had throughout the past year. This is true for not only for you, but for your kids as well. And encourage your kids to feel comfortable in knowing that they have a space where they can share and talk to you about these things. Another strategy that you can engage in is making a bucket list. Now, I know if I brought this strategy up to my son, he would say, well, let's go to the Disney cruise. Let's go right now. That's my bucket list. That's what I want to (laughs) do. Because he shares this even without me bringing up this activity. But this can really be fun because what better way to create activities to be boredom than to create your very personalized bucket list. And you can do this with your children. So this bucket list can include hobbies that you enjoy. So whether it is playing sports or swimming, reading, places or attractions that you want to visit, and it always doesn't have to be a Disney cruise. It can be aquariums or zoos, historic attractions, museums, anything really that's within your area. So very often we do have so many things at our disposal. I know that for a fact living in the New York City area, and we overlook a lot of these things because they're right here and we really focus on going elsewhere. But typically, New York City area or not, there are a lot of things that you can take advantage of and visit and perhaps even revisit. You can also take up activities that are good for family physical health. So running, playing tennis, going for walks. It doesn't have to be something that you do every single day, but even if you do something as a family once a week, that is really going to shape their memory of their summer experience. And then engage in activities that are good for relaxation too. So whether it's a TV series that comes out specifically for the summer or new music or going to a carnival or a festival, all of these things can be placed on your summer bucket list to help your kids to get excited about summer plans and helping them feel involved in the planning process as well. 
And I know as a working parent, even though I have flexibility in my own personal schedule, sometimes they just need to go somewhere and do some things so that we can work or get whatever we need to do done. So very often kids are signed up into different camps. I know that personally wasn't my experience as a kid. I don't know if my parents knew what camps actually were, but know that it doesn't have to be a sleepaway thing. It can just be any type of program, even if it's at your local library. Usually they have programs that take two to three hours. And if you do something a little over here and a little over there, it can really accumulate into an awesome summer experience. And I wrote a blog a couple of years ago that was called How Not to Get Dumber in the Summer, because on your summer to-do list, as fun as bucket lists are in those experiences, it is also important to keep up with some skills that they've learned from throughout the year so that they don't lose those skills in the eight to 12 weeks or so that summer lasts. So even though the time off for summer can include bucket list items or even going on a vacation, it should also include summer reading on a regular basis. It may also include keeping up with a skill such as, let's say if they learned fractions or algebra. Now, I know that's the last thing that kids want to think of over the summer, but if it's just one thing or one day out of the week that they're working on something, even if it's just for 30 minutes, that works in order to keep the skills up. And of course, when we think about school, our kids learn the foundation to life, it seems like, in school. However, you are also a teacher in your child's life as well, meaning that while there is a lot of learning that takes place inside of a classroom, Sometimes there's more life learning that takes place outside of a classroom too. So exposing your kids to as much as possible really makes a big difference in your children's lives. And you don't have to go to a museum, for example, or to a class to learn things. So for example, when you go, let's say down the shore to the beach, you can talk about the ocean, talk about high tide and low tide. When in your hometown park, talk about the different bugs that you see and visit landmarks that you may take for granted. There is so much to be said for exposing your kids to as much as possible. And yes, while that could be done through going to Europe for the summer, it can also be done in your backyard. And there is something to be said to having a balance to getting some skills in and practicing, but also to enjoy the summer and have fun because there is a reason why students and educators have off for the summer. And it's not only because the air conditioning expense or the lack of air conditioning discomfort. Breaks are needed to recharge, to have fun before going into the next big task, which is the next big grade. So losing yourself in an entire television series, let's say over the course of a day or a week or hours upon hours of YouTube how-tos can be fun but they can also like numb our brains and our kids' brains too. So sleeping in longer and relaxing is important, but doing something on a somewhat schedule is just as important as well. So you can present to your kids, you can do 
30 minutes of reading and 30 minutes of non-electronic play and maybe 30 minutes around the house, like playing an instrument or drawing, working out, mowing the lawn before obtaining the Wi-Fi password for a limited time on that day. There are different ways to relax, and it's important that we're helping our kids make healthy decisions so that they are getting that physical movement in, so that they are getting that mental break while still keeping up with some skills during the summer weeks. Now on to the fun stuff. If they're older, they can get a summer job to start learning responsibility and acquire their own money. Or maybe they pick up a new hobby or learn something new. There are a lot of summer programs, camps, and workshops to see if your child may be interested in doing something. So there's always, always a way to learn, grow, and be inspired. And this can be done by enrolling in different programs or taking parts in events in your community. And as a parent, it's important to make sure that you have a balance for yourself and you know that that is something super duper important to me, especially through my platform of Amiga Moms, self-care and having your own time is one of my personal top priorities because you cannot pour from an empty cup. So while the kids are at home, whether it seems like 24-7 or even if it's just after a camp or a workshop or an event that they go through during the day, it can feel like you have much less time for yourself because they may be home a little bit more often than when during the school year. So you might even be asking yourself, how am I going to find the time now, especially to prioritize relaxation or prioritize self-care and doing all the things while still doing all the things like working and cooking and cleaning and everything else that you may have on your plate. And trust me, I get it. So it helps when you create a schedule for yourself to make sure that you can include your responsibilities, but also your self-care, your physical and mental well-being, and time with family and friends and anything else that brings you peace and brings you joy. So remember that it's always okay to reach out for help. Maybe you have a family member or friend in the area that you can tag team with, or maybe your partner helps out so that you can have an afternoon or maybe even an hour for you while your partner is helping out. Or if there's no partner or family members in the picture, what you can do is hook up with another family in your area so that one week perhaps you watch all the kids and then the next week they get all the kids and that way Everyone has time to do a little bit something for themselves. So really do try to fit in that self-care. And that can be not only for your mental and emotional self-care, but that can be in the physical form as well. And remember, you can always do it as a family too, if you include going for walks into your summer routine. And I know when we think of summer, we think these months and months that are endless. However, I know my son ends school like the June 26th or the 28th around there. So when we think about the month of July, the month of August, and then Labor Day is only a couple of days and right away you start. So it really does boil down to like eight, maybe nine weeks of summer. And of course, it is eight or nine weeks, which is a considerable amount of time, but it does go by so super fast. So as you are planning for things in the summer and hopefully your kids are having a good time, 
Remember that they're also growing into new versions of themselves. We know this, especially with the young kids who go through these growth spurts, specifically in the summer, it seems like. And summer can be about fun, sand, water balloon fights, all of those fun things. It can also be a great time to learn something new or try something out that you haven't tried in a while. But it's also a realization that your kids are growing up. Whether we want to deny it or not, they are growing up and fast. So as a parent, remember that each summer is a milestone in your parent journey. And it's also a celebration in your child's life because they're learning a ton. It's something to be proud of. And it can also be bittersweet because your babies are getting older and older. So even though they'll always be your babies, know that they are indeed growing up. And with that comes a level of faith and trust in everything that you've taught them and the skills that they're picking up for themselves. Know that it's okay for them to go on their separate journeys. And that can start with the small steps of going for a workshop or an event by themselves or going off to camp or trying something new on their own. Little by little, they will eventually turn into grownups. And we are the ones to help them in that process. So remember that summer is a time for new beginnings and for cherished endings. It's a time to take a break from the everyday hustle and bustle, but it's also a time to learn, to implement some self-care, to tune in to how we can use what seems like additional time in our day as the days are longer. And whether this summer you're excited about your bucket list or reading the book that you saved or going on that vacation or spending time with the people you love, I hope that you really do have a safe and amazing summer vacation. And if you're not on summer vacation just yet, I hope that you have a lot of fun in the anticipation and the planning for the summer break, because many times that's just as fun as going on the trip or going to the event itself. I invite you to join me on the short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I invite you to take a deep breath in and a full breath out and take yourself now on a little imagination vacation. Think about what is it that you would like to accomplish this summer and whether that is going to be a realistic option or maybe it's just a trip to the Caribbean or Europe or anywhere in the world that you've just been dreaming about. It really is okay to dream about it. So picture yourself right now going on that trip, taking that flight or the ferry or the train or the walk to a place where you'd like to explore some more. Before you even get to the place, again, think about those feelings of anticipation of how exciting it is for you and or for your family to go on this trip. Think about the joy and the feelings that you can feel once you get there and whether again, if this is a real option or if this is just something in your imagination, think about the fun things that you could do when you get to your destination. Think about what you would like to try for the first time or revisit again 
think about what you'd like to accomplish and how that could feel. Or maybe it's just a little bit more simple and thinking about the sun kissing your skin, perhaps poolside or oceanside. And know that as you're thinking about this real or wished upon vacation and destination, that if this brings you peace, even if just for a moment, that you can find this peace at any time, even through going on an imagination vacation. As always, I wish you peace and I wish you well. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.